it could go either way for me. I, I like both. I'd be, I wouldn't say I'd be surprised, but I'd be a little surprised if it's not one of these horses that wins. Like maybe one of them doesn't fire, but it'd be hard to believe that both of them don't. Uh, I'll disagree with that last <laughs> comment. I, I wouldn't be shocked. Based <laughs> off of who trains, I guess. Yeah. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta there's only one site that you'll keep coming back to so next time that the horses all line up at the post make sure you use the website that'll win you the most whether churchill oakland Goldstream parks and matoga and all tracks in between there's only one site to go to when it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets racingdudes.com for all of your needs racingdudes.com for all of your leads racingdudes.com for all of your bets racingdudes.com as good as it gets racing Dudes.com for all of your needs. Racingdudes.com for all of your leads. Racingdudes.com for all of your bets. Racingdudes.com as good as it gets. What is up, up here, Lucky? Aaron Hall from it's Thursday, June 29th, and this is Blinkers Off. What's up, man? What's up? What's up, everybody? Hope everybody's doing okay. Yeah, nice little Thursday Blinkers Off going on here. And Jared, I got to be honest. I mean, Ohio Derby turned out to be okay. It, well, the aftermath wasn't, but but it was okay. But I'm glad we actually have like a bevy of races and we're not just kind of picking and like, Oh, well, we got to do something. Here's a random one. You know what I mean? It's nice that we're kind of back. Yeah. And and then, and then the ultimate bummer of that is like the Ohio Derby, I would say exceeded expectations a little bit because it was like, that was a really wild performance from two fills. And now he's retired. Like by the time we get time to talk about it, you know, to like, be on this show and be like, wow, that was a great, he's done. He's gone. And so it's just like, okay. So it's almost like a race didn't even happen at this point because he's gone. Bishop's Bay, I think is okay. I think he's whatever. I don't think he's a, I think he's, they're going to stick to one turn. I would imagine after that, I don't think he's awesome, but I don't think he's bad, but two fields was the star of the, of the, of the race. And now it's, it's, it's over. So it's, it, it's par for the course. I mean, that's, that's all there is. That's all you could say for this season. It's, this is, this is who we are, right? As the late Denny Green would say, they are who we thought they were. And, and that just did. I mean, it's just like, what the hell? Like you see, it's like, wow, I'm really excited for this horse. And then boom, he's gone. And that's just over and over and over uh, for this three-year-old crop. So I mean, yeah, here we are. Into somebody, you know, it's like, oh, you know, okay, let's just let's go through a few of them. Uh, Arabian Night makes his kind of name. Boom, he's gone. And then, you know, well, let's even go further back. Cave Rock, he's gone. Forte finally comes back. He kind of has fizzled out a little bit. And then now you've got two fills. Loggins. You know, Loggins was another one that looked like he was going to be special. He's gone. I mean... It, it just yeah. never ends. I mean, oh, uh, extra Nejo was last year, but that was, you know, that was a while back, but still it just feels like every time yeah. we've had some, yeah, shoddy got it, you know, some sort of a momentum of a horse. We're like, Oh wow. That was really good. I mean, two fills. That was so impressive. I, even though it was Ohio Derby, that was so impressive. The movie made and like the run is like, Oh wow. 
this horse might be like the Travers winner. This horse might make, you know, be the three-year-old of the year. And then two yeah. fills ambitious bay top of the stretch. Gerardo Corrales goes to work and two fills response. Bishop's Bay trying to cling to him in second. A long ways back to Henry Q in third. It's two fills with a final 16th to go. This is a serious three-year-old. It's two fills. Two fills wins the Ohio Derby. It's almost like the survival of the fittest at this point. Who who will be left at the end of this thing that we can actually crown a three-year-old champion? The scary thing is we really haven't got into like the second part of the quote unquote injury season. It seems like right before they get ready to run in the Haskell and the Travers, it kind of comes out that, you know, if they were on the Derby trail, you know, maybe they flame out. Maybe there's little problems. We haven't even got to that point where we lose a couple during that time. So, yeah, it's crazy. Listen, though, great performance. I, I, I wish we could sit here and go, oh, this is exciting. And it was exciting, but we're never going to see him again. He's retired. So. I, I mean, it's it just, it's just what it is. And yeah, honestly, like practical move, right? I mean, that's one that, that it's like, where is he? What's he going to do now? You know what I mean? Um, there, there's others like instant coffee was a horse. We really got high on ran a, ran a, a kind of a poor race. Never saw him again. You know, I mean, it's, it's on and on giant mischief. Where has he been? Um, it just on and on and on. And it's not just the headliners. It's, it's those, uh, you know, mid pack horses as well. So it's one of those years. And I'll throw you another one that's not, uh, you know, not like we, he wasn't going to be like the Travers winner or the Derby winner, but was kind of making his name of being like, oh, this might be like legit sprinter, Corona Bolt. He's MIA, totally MIA. I, I, I you know, being he was on the fantasy team, I checked the other day because I was like, where is that horse? And he hasn't had to work. He, he, he hadn't, didn't work after whatever that race was at Keeneland, right? Mm-hmm. And then he came back and worked like once, maybe twice. And then, and that was like in May, early May and has not been seen again. So, yeah, you know, that was one that, that day at, at Keeneland, you're like, damn, this horse might be like a legit three-year-old sprinter, you know, and uh, he's gone. So it's just, it's just like one after another. Yeah. And, and, and uh, having a meltdown is another one that you maybe think of sprinters when, when he broke down and it's like that, what, what was he going to be? He was getting ready to win that by several links and then that happened. So I, it's, it, I've listen injuries in this sport, they kind of go hand in hand. It, it just seems like this year has been just brutal for injuries. Worse, worse than I can ever remember. Yeah. And especially in a year that is weak. It was weak already, you know, so yep. it's like anytime you had, you know, go rock and ride, even though he's back, that was a moment where you're like, oh, wow, he might yeah. be really good. And maybe he still is right. We'll see him in the Haskell. It sounds like next, but you lost him for the whole triple crown due to, you know, scratching out of the Santini Derby with the fever or whatever it was. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just been that way year round all year. Um, yeah, well, I mean, then you got National Treasure, who's was awful all year, and then wins the Preakness. So, uh, there, there's the other side to it, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, sometimes it works out well. Yeah. Um, when is Mage coming back? I haven't heard anything on Mage. Uh, has there been a workout on Mage? I haven't even checked up on him. He, it's it's crazy how he's om- he's not, but in my like in my mind, he's almost forgotten a little bit. I know he's not. Um, yeah. He, he is yeah he, uh, he worked the other day yeah so he has one work yeah he's that was his first work since the uh since the preakness on may 20th he worked 623 so 
I guess they're gearing up for something this summer. Um, I mean, I don't think he could make it to the Haskell, could he? We're probably looking. I wouldn't think. Not off one work. Yeah, I mean, we're looking two, three more works before he's ready. Maybe Jim Dandy. Uh, I don't know. He's one. I mean, I don't know. It's like it's hard to tell what he is. I still, you know, the Derby was ultra impressive. Um, and he, I think two fills flattered that big time because he obviously is, is a very nice horse or was a nice horse, but he should have won the Preakness, you know? So it's just mm-hmm. like, what is he? And and when he does come back, can he, Mage feels like that horse that is going to, you're going to be like all summer, you're going to pick and he's going to lose. And then when you don't pick him, he'll win the Travers or something like that. You know, like he's going to be a fresh Pennsylvania Derby. So, you know, something like that where, He's going to be a frustrating horse because he is clearly capable yeah. of, of running a big race, but he doesn't always do it. Uh, I totally agree. He's going to be a, an issue one way or another uh, on what you want to do with him. I I don't know that he's that good. You know, I think he ran an incredible derby. I just haven't seen it other than that race to say he's a superstar. I think he's good, but... I, is he as good as he was on the Derby day? I, his other races say, no, he did have a little bit of an excuse in, in, in the, uh, in the Preakness though, coming off uh, a short breast. He did have a little bit of excuse in the, or in the uh, Florida Derby with a poor trip. So you could also go the other way and go well with a clean trip. And if everything works, he should win. And so he's going to be a problem one way or another. I mean, this, this class is really strange as we head into the summer. Um, so it'll be fun to see how it kind of shakes out from that regard. Well, you know, Shadi says she's hoping Disarm pops in the Haskell. And yeah. listen, there might be if, if just off the top of my head, if you're well, I guess that's extra Nao would be there. I'll get, I'll put four horses then. Four horses that maybe that that were hurt by the injuries and the things that you know that didn't go their way or, or you know being you know, late developers or whatever the case may be that I think will benefit this summer or could benefit the most this summer is disarm extra Nejo, uh, uh, go rocket ride and Arabian lion. Those are four horses that feel like could have big summers that didn't have great springs based off of either injuries or just like I said, like disarm wasn't really injured, but just kind of late to the game a little bit. I like the last two better than the first two. Um, Disarm is getting there for sure. Extra Nejo, he's getting there for sure, but I'm not, I, I'm still not completely sold as far as let's say they win a grade one is what I'm talking about. And that opinion could change definitely, but that's kind of where I'm at with it right now. Um, and then yeah, go rocket ride, dude. I kind of feel like he might be a, a, a big horse. Like, he kind of looks to me like he's ready right now to go win it. And so I, I kind of agree with you on that go rocket ride thing. I think he's going to be real interesting. Listen, I think where extra Nejo runs next is going to be really interesting as well. Uh, he's got a ton of options. So, um, yeah, but we'll see. Arabian Lion, the last one he mentioned, I don't know what the hell happened with him. But if he can, like, keep running well, I think he's a stud. But I don't know. Is he just going to take another five months off? I, I, I don't know. I think, I think uh, extra Nao is going to, I'd imagine running like the, tra- or the, well, he might end up running the Travers, but Jim Dandy or Curlin, that's got to be one of those. And then, cause he, he, he went up to Saratoga. So, I mean, he's there. Um, 
Yeah, Go Rocket Ride is the is the one, you know, and that was a big reason why I claimed them in you know in our league because I thought, gosh, man, you know, this is they're I mean, Dale's really high on this horse, you know, like you don't see him do you know act the way he did with that horse, like he he doesn't do that very often with these three year olds, and we haven't really got a chance to see him, like with a couple starts under his belt, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, he's awesome, and then he gets hurt. And then it's like, you're ready for them to pop in the Sandy Derby or, you know, gets it, whatever. And then he comes back off the layoff and he was pretty good. So we're like, but he obviously looks like more to come. Right. So mm-hmm. he could be one of those. We don't even know really what he is at this yep. point. Oh, I agree. I think he's going to be going to be tough. Uh, I, I, I was high on him before all that shit happened too. Uh, I, well, you were as well, obviously, uh, any word about Skinner? I just saw you were talking, Jared. I, I looked it up. Skinner's had five straight weeks of works. So, he should run any time. I don't know where, but but he he's ready to run, no doubt. Um, sorry, six straight weeks, six straight weeks of works. So anyway, or work him right into the right into a race. Sounds like I don't know. Yeah, Skinner's <laughs> another one of those. I mean, yeah. we had so many scratches that Derby that uh, you almost forget about some of these horses that uh, that would have got in or wouldn't have got in, and what they would. So yeah, we'll see what you know. I would imagine. With with uh, sheriffs and Skinner, like you got to think they might just stay out west for as long as they can. You know, it's always tough to guess what what sheriff's going to do with them, and he does work them a ton before he before he runs them. So we'll see. You, you mentioned like you, you forget about horses. I'm obviously I didn't forget about Skinner, but he was way out of my mind until I saw Ron's comment. I was like, oh yeah, he was he was nice. I I did like him. So. We'll see. And, and, and it is weird. Arabian Lion doesn't like California. His races outside of California have been fantastic. And the two inside of California couldn't have been any worse. So figure that one out. Yeah. And another horse I forget about is Practical Move. And Yeah, me too. Like, uh, not Practical Move. Is it Practical Move? Yep. Practical, yeah. Yeah, I always yep. get. Because, um, like, you know, not only did he just roll off winds in, out, out west, and then it's just like, then he gets hurt. And then now it's like, Oh yeah, I forgot about him. So there's a list of them. Is he has he worked? No, he's on a yeah. And I, uh, Shadi said that she saw where uh, it said practical move is on a break. No mention of how long. No work from him. That's I mean, good. I have no idea when we're going to see him. And again, this was a horse that had a fever, right? Yeah. And it's it, we're now in June 29th. That's a long fever. So he, there's something else going on with him for sure. Yeah. Well, that's what they said about Go Rocket Ride too, and he took forever to get back on the work tab. Yep. Uh, as well, before you, know, you kind of thought, well, maybe they'll just roll him back right to like the Lexington or the Preakness or something. Like, no, they they completely stopped on him, you know. And so it's obviously, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a horse veterinarian, but there's got to be something more to it than the fever. Just a random yeah. fever, you know. Yeah. Um. Or maybe the the fever is a it's a convenient excuse to, you know, back off a horse like that. Um. Well, you know, like, go rock a ride made sense because they were kind of pushing them, from from go anyways. But you know, practical move was one that he's ran a lot. He's ran a lot of stakes. He's been a lot of stakes wins. So it's like something more seems to be going on there. Yeah. So. When Ain't Life Grand got a got a little sick last uh, like fall, um, it, and they ended up laying him off for a long time. But it, it wasn't necessarily because of the fever. It was like he got over it, and then it's like we don't really have a place that we really want to run now. Let's just give him a, like a design break, and we'll be back and ready for the big races we want to target in 2023. 
with practical move, there are races for him to run in. So that makes me think, yeah, there's something a little bit weird, but you never know. I mean, like I said, we're not around these horses. We don't know day in and day out what it means to get a fever, get sick, all that kind of stuff. So hard to speculate, but you said it, go record rides back. He's pointing for races. Practical move is not. Hey, speaking of, uh, well, speaking of your, the, that horse's trainer, Kelly, you got the win Husker. Husker, if all you guys have stayed up late on, what is that, Friday night? Uh-huh. Uh, Husker Butch got the win. It looked for a half a second that you were going to get um, kind of a heartbreaker there after the horse might come up on the outside and get him. But he uh, he looked okay, man. So uh, what's the word on old Husker? Are you going uh, straight to stakes from there? Or what are you uh, thinking? I, I told him we're going we're going to the Queens play now. But then, no, <laughs> look, I, uh, all the credit in the world of Husker Butch, I thought he ran exceptional for him right i mean he's not like a crazy talented horse but boy did he try he dug in so great job there elvin gonzalez tremendous ride he's given him back to back just tremendous ride so i can't say enough about him he's he's a good kid and he's riding really well and kelly's a legend man he's he's the best trainer in the country i'll fight anybody that wants to argue with me on that he he you know uh, the first couple races that horse didn't change his leads they finally got him to change leads in this race. That's why he won. You know, he changed leads and was able to hold off that five. So, uh, yeah, great. The connections were fantastic. <laughs> the jockey and trainer deserve a ton of credit and uh, allowance. We're going with allowance race next. So we'll see. Yeah. Once he changed his leads, it was like, okay, he, he's yeah. got it. it. Dude, they've been working with him. <laughs> and I didn't think he's going to do it still, which would have led to a, a mad trainer for sure. I can tell you that. But, uh, once he did, I, I smiled real big. I was like, win or lose. At least we got the the lead change down, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> so he was, he wasn't claimed. No. Well, he was in a, it was a maiden special weight. Oh, oh yeah. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, he wasn't that low yet. <laughs> he, no, no. Yeah. Wasn't a maiden claiming. Um, no. it's always funny to me how, and I'm just like, I'm sure how, you, you you know you because you watch these races especially owning a few of these more um uh-huh. where it's funny where it's like if you don't know really what the race is or anything it's like like you're right he looked visually pretty good yeah like if a normal person just watched that like that is that is that horse going to the derby next or what's that you know like because he looks professional he looked and yeah. you don't realize like that horse would get beat by a hundred if he yeah. went to like the travers or whatever just you know what i mean but it's just it's funny how the, that kind of race and you watch all those, you know, smaller tracks. So, you, you know, you, it's such a, it's, you have to know the difference of the caliber of horses you're watching versus visually how good they look. Well, that's why things like buyers are important. You know, like you look up his buyer, you got a 63 buyer. (laughs) (laughs) People are like, you broke the maiden, go to a stakes. It's like, he got a 63 buyer. (laughs) If a horse that ran in like the fountain of youth got a 63 buyer, you'd be like, just, you know, take that horse to the pasture. Exactly. So you're right. It, it, the, it's the, listen, Kelly is the master at finding races that fit his horses. That's why he's been in the game 30 plus years and had the success that he's had. And he knows where to run. And he know he knew, Hey, made special weight in Iowa. That's, that's his game. So just like somebody would prep a horse for the Kentucky Derby, Kelly got the horse ready to run in special weights in Iowa. And we got to win. Now we got to do the next thing and the allowance ranks. I mean, he's going to have to get in the seventies as a, from a buyer standpoint to win those even up there. So, you know, where, where does he fit now? Might be claimer. We'll see, but we're, we're, we're excited. We got the win and, and, uh, that's, that's all that matters. He's paid for himself plus some now. So that's the good news. 
Jesse says you could have beat him in a wheelchair. Well, I mean, that's just it. Like, how fast was he coming home? You you watch that race, you're like, God, he just he ran his butt off, and he did. If you that's one thing you can visually see when a horse is trying hard, you can see it. And boy, he tried. But then you look at it and go, well, he was the slowest horse at six furlongs that night. Uh, you know, his buyer's this. And it's like, yeah, he's he's still not great, but you know, we're we're proud of him. Listen. Doesn't the purse matter. was thirty four thousand bucks, so we're we're very happy with him. Um, I'm gonna see him next week and give him a big hug. I can tell you that much. Hey, does I mean, what do you get? What did you? Uh, what's the? What's the purse for that race? For like, what'd you get for the win? Uh whatever sixty percent of twenty twenty two, I think twenty twenty four, something like no eighteen nineteen. I don't know sixty percent of thirty. We'll call it like more twelve thousand dollars. No, it's more than that. I think it's eighteen. Okay, well, you get halfway there. You're halfway there. Do you get your money back? No, we're 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 pretty much there. They said he costs thirty thousand. No, the purse was no the 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 purse was thirty four thousand. Oh, I got you. That he won. Yeah, so he he cost seven thousand five hundred. Oh, well, heck, yeah. You're in the you're in the black now, man. Now the problem is double numbers also cost seven thousand five hundred. Well, and he is not no longer racing, so you don't talk about that. So yeah, we don't talk about him. But <laughs> but uh, that's what Butch did. He made up for him and and his buddy double numbers and his training bills. So now we got to if he can win another one, we're in the black. So that that would be great. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into uh, today's race. And we have, like you mentioned earlier, we have actually some good. Uh, some, you know, we have a classic, a Breeders' Cup classic prep, a win in your in race. Yes, uh, this weekend <laughs> at not Churchill, but Ellis Park, the Stephen Foster. We're going to give preview. We're going to preview and give picks for the Saturday's one million dollars Stephen Foster at Ellis Park. Then we're going to give rapid fire selections for some of the remaining stakes races the weekend at Belmont Park uh, and Ellis Park, including the four hundred K Fleur de Lis also at Ellis Park. Let's go. Do you think it takes away, I mean, like from any, like if you win the Stephen Foster, but it was at Ellis Park, does that take, is it, is it take it away from like, no, I mean, not take it away. I know, but like, is it soften it a little bit? Or no, um, you know, money's the same. Grade one status is the same. That, that's what most people care about in the ownership game. I, I think if it was me personally, it's hard to say if you if you if you haven't experienced it, but I, it may be a little bit, yeah. Um, it just this is not a knock on Ellis, but it's not Churchill Downs, and it's it's not even close. Like it's. Ellis is more along the lines of like a Remington Park, Prairie Meadows type of facility, right? It's weird because it, it it's like I don't know. I don't. I mean, I'm sure you have done the same, but like when you look at the state pass performances and you're like, wait, why was that horse running at Ellis? And you're like, oh wait, they would have been running at Churchill. Yeah. And so it, it, that you kind of have to take that into account. It's a little weird um, because you're like, well, assume. These aren't horses that normally be running at Ellis. These are horses that were running at Churchill and just have to run at Ellis. So it makes it tricky to kind of go through and figure out like if it's just a matter of like you saying, like, are they actually needing to run it? Are they that caliber or is it just what it is, you know? Right. Yeah. 
I mean, a lot of times two-year-olds will debut at Ellis that they don't really want to, if they're like Kentucky type guys, they don't really want to take him to, to Saratoga. And so you'll see a lot of good two-year-olds, but like, you know, the day-to-day racing, it usually isn't up to par. So it, it, it's this, this little transition has been weird for sure. And, and this will be the weirdest day of all <laughs> with all these horses uh, running there. They're in the gate. And they're off in the Stephen Foster. Saturday at Ellis Park, race 10, the grade one Stephen Foster, million dollars on the line, four-year-olds and up, going one and one-eighth miles. And it is an official Breeders' Cup Classic, Longchings Classic. Uh, win and you're in. You win here, you're going to the Classic this uh, fall at Santa Anita. And, dude, ultimate, I mean, if you take out Cody's wish, and I guess Tabo, even though he's kind of MIA, this is all of our older horses that, you know, we have really the best ones we have to offer at this moment. Eight horses lined up to go on Saturday. And honestly, all but maybe one or two fit here. You know, you've got the two McPeaks that are your top two horses. Number five, Smile Happy at three to one. Number four, just who's inside at four to one, Rattle and Roll. Uh, you got Proxy, you got Stiletto Boy, Speed Bias, who... I don't even, I'm still not over that one, but damn near beat. Rattle and roll, last out, West Willpower. Uh, what can he do? Will he rebound after a poor effort? Last out, last samurai for D. Wayne, and then happy American. I would argue that even though I would be surprised if a bunch of these won, you can make a case for six of them easily to win here. Yeah, I mean, you said it best. Uh, you add Cody if if you added the name Cody's Wish to this, and and maybe like uh, defunded from from the, the Baffert Barn, that's kind of the the best older horses right now. I don't really count Taba. It's been so long since we've seen him, and he didn't run very well. I mean, he could definitely throw his name in the hat, but I'm I'm saying for this purpose, right as of we sit right now, I don't really count him. So you're only a couple of horses short here of it of it really being the who's who uh, for the older horses. So. Uh, Look, I, I think this is a really deep race. I think you're going to have to go deep to get through it, um, or you're just going to have to kind of get lucky and, and try to single one out. I put number four, Rattle and Roll, on top here. I didn't really think I would do it coming in, but, boy, he's just been really consistent. And he's you know he's been able to run at a lot of different tracks and run really well at a lot of different tracks. So, you know, the move over to Ellis – this track is not for everybody. You watch these races like Matarea acted like she didn't want to run a step last weekend on this track. I mean, it's, it just plays a little bit different again. That's not a knock. That's just the reality of it. It's, it's a kind of a quirky track. I think rattle and roll is going to handle it. So I like him a lot in the spot, but I, I really think McPeak's other horse smile. Happy has a big time chance. And I got to think Wes willpower is going to bounce back from that poor effort as well. So I, I think the four or five, six right there are, are, are really interesting, but you could go deeper for sure. Yeah. I mean the two, well, I mean, I guess you can even say last samurai, but the two that are not, you know, not the three you mentioned, the two that, you know, I looked at for a long time is proxy, obviously coming in off a win off in the Oakland handicap, you know, finished second in the, in the San Anita handicap prior to that beaten by Sledo boy that day, Sledo boy, I thought got a terrible ride from DeStormo. Uh, in the Oakland handicap, maybe yep. he rebounds a little bit here. He's capable of winning this race, no doubt about it. Um, both those horses are. It's just when I looked at this race and listen, everybody just pause what you're doing, 
Look at the time of the day. Look at okay. the date. Remember where you where you are right now. Okay. But when I looked at this race, I thought it has to be one of these McPeak horses that's going to win. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you yet who I'm picking, but I am picking a McPeak horse at a short price to win this race. This is hell is frozen over now. I, I don't I I don't know what else to do. I listen. I wanted to pick West Willpower, but he burned me so bad last out. I'm I'm convinced that it's Lasix for him. He needs Lasix. I think is going to where he's going to run his best races. And um, I just you know you and I both obviously backed him in a huge way that day, and and uh, he was terrible. And not only that, he got smoked by Smile Happy, who's in this race as well. So. Can he, you know, turn the tables? I, I don't think so. So um, he's gonna have to run a lot better. It really came down to me, and I don't, and I don't, I don't know about you, but like, I, I'm having a hard time picking between the McPeak horses. I don't know which. I, I think you can make a easy, a very easy case for both of them. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, I, I definitely agree. I had a hard time as well. I I think Smile Happy ran a race at Churchill Downs that was pretty damn good. <laughs> and, and I think if he can run that race again, if he brings that here, he probably is just the best horse. But, you know, he also has run some races this year. It's like, yeah, that wasn't bad by any means, but it wasn't fantastic either. So he's tough. I, I think you have to use him because if that his best race, I think is a little bit better. Um, but then you look right to his house outside and look, I get it. West willpower. I'm really mad at him too. But at the same time, this, you know, that weekend at Churchill downs for whatever reason, a lot of horses just didn't fire and they've come back and they've been fine after that. So it's just one of those things. I've kind of just trying to draw a line through it. It's when you're handicapping that those two days. Um, so I, I still believe in West willpower. Uh, I think he could kind of bounce back, but I, I kind of just tried the more consistent of the McPeaks with rattle and roll. I, I just thought, man, he's just so consistent. He's turning into such a good horse. I'll, I'll just try to try to, you know, play that consistency and, and hope he can show up and do it again. But Look, like I almost picked Stiletto Boy. Believe it or not, I almost picked Speed Bias. I thought Messiah as a board, Speed Bias looked really good last time. So there's a lot of different ways you can go where I'm not going to say, hey, I don't. I think you're on the wrong track, you know? Well, if you ask Magic, I think Speed Bias did beat Rattle and Roll too bad. <laughs> um, but, you know, that was, that was a hell of a race from both those horses. And uh, I agree. I do think that ultimately Speed Bias, there's a lot of speed in here. You know, a lot of horses that want to be close to the lead. Stiletto Boy likes to be closer. Speed Bias, obviously. Um, you know, West Willpower, you know, a horse that's going to be close to the lead. Uh, you know, and even Smile Happy likes to – he's been a little bit of both, but his last race he was closer to the lead there. Um, listen, I ultimately am picking – which what could go wrong? I'm picking the shortest price of the McPeaks. So <laughs> what, what could go wrong? Uh, but smile happy. That effort in the Al-Sheba was just so impressive to me. Um, and really, if you go back, two back – or three back, I should say, when he beat Speed Buys, you know, he kind of beat him handedly um, kind of late in that race. Well, you know, it took all he could to beat the rattle and roll to beat Speed Buys. The thing about the rattle and roll is he – he hasn't been like his three wins was that three was three win race. Like he's looked good, but it's like 
he, you know, like say the last race, he kind of got himself into trouble, had to finally got out late and then kind of cruised on by at the end, but doesn't like put on these massive performances. He just gets, he's been finding ways to get the job done. Um, whereas smile happy. I mean, that last race was massive. I mean, that's, his, that was, that was one of those, even though I hate, you know, you hate McPeak or betting them at a low price. I don't hate McPeak, but you, you just think, wow, like stop. Even though we were on West willpower, lost money. You're like, holy cow, that was impressive. Like that was, he manhandled that group and not, not to mention our collector got second. I just think the, the quality of the horses that, uh, that he's beating are better with smile happy. So I'm going to go smile happy, but honestly, it could, it could go either way for me. I, I like both. I'd be, I wouldn't say I'd be surprised, but I'd be a little surprised if it's not one of these horses that wins. Like maybe one of them doesn't fire, but it'd be hard to believe that both of them don't. Uh, I'll disagree with that last <laughs> comment. I, I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> Based off of who trains, I guess. Yeah. That's, uh, look, that's true. I, I can't argue though that it, that, that race mile happy ran in the Ali Sheba. That was definitely a, whoa. That was really good. Like we've seen him good. I mean, we definitely have seen him good. We hadn't seen him like that good. Uh, another thing I kind of think about with him, and I'm I'm not labeling it as this, but if he doesn't run well here, does he just love Churchill Downs? Like his best races easily have been at Churchill Downs. Mm-hmm. When he gets outside of Churchill Downs, he hasn't been bad by any means but he hasn't been quite as good so maybe that could be a thing if he loses here or not even if he loses but if he just doesn't run as well here listen i tom i i I kind of well i I do agree it's close but i do believe step little boy has a lot of class in this race and that's why i strongly considered using him and if you wanted to twist my arm i would go three deep instead of two deep with mcpeaks and add little boy because that's the one that 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 i would be upset that if i didn't use just because i was all over him the last couple races um he's also a horse though that's won one time since like a year in a year you know basically of may of last year where he won in 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 santa anita he hadn't won since then he won the santa anita handicap this last year or this past year so he he runs in a lot of big races, so there's the class, but he doesn't win any of them. So yeah. that's the issue with me for him. He hasn't done quite enough to to like give me the confidence that he can jump up and win. I also don't love Kent Sormo uh riding the horse. I wish we could get a little bit of a jockey upgrade, but still, like he has the ability to win these races and he's shown it. I I mean I <sighs> I think you don't get a jockey upgrade because he just doesn't win all that often, like you said. And I don't necessarily disagree with Tom. I I think this horse is the class of the field. Um, And I think he is going to be right there with a chance. Now, if you think he's going to roll by anybody, I I think that's where it kind of, I don't, I would disagree. Is he going to be right there with a chance and and hang with them and, and be, it's going to come down to the wire. Yeah. I think. And then if he's kind of just gets lucky enough to get up there and win, I think he can do it. I mean, he always shows up and it's like, damn, he was close. He was close or, you know, man, that was really close and he won, but he just kind of lacks that last little bit to where he can close out big races like this, but he's got a shot without any doubt. And he is damn classy. Uh, There's not many horses running right now that are classier than him. 
I mean, you look at him like, okay, you know, he's beaten by a nostril, really, proxy and last samurai. I got third somehow in the race. He probably should have won the damn thing. Uh, then he wins standing to handicap. The Pegasus, he finishes third to Art Collector and Defunded. Country Grammar beats him in the San Antonio. Um, at that time, obviously, Country Grammar was running better. Uh, you know, he's been beaten by Country Grammar a couple of times. He got smoked by in the Pacific Classic to Flightline, fly, but that one was his, bad, his worst performance because it's fine to get smoked by Flightline, but he also got smoked by Country Grammar and Royal Ship and a bunch of those horses. So he, for the most part, he shows up every single time. It's just, again, I... I just don't have the confidence that, like you said, like, will he be there? And like, if you have him bet, Tom, I think it was Tom that said that, like, if you have him bet, you're probably going to get excited, right? He's going to give you a run. Either be in, in first late in the race or he'll be making his move. But do you trust him to get the job done? Do you trust him to hold off a few of these other ones? That's my concern with him. So, yep. Agree. That's, that's going to be the big thing. When, when the moment of truth comes, he usually just kind of hangs right there and makes you real nervous one way or the other. So, uh, I, but I, I have a lot of respect for him. I, I would not be upset if he won, let's put it that way. I mean, he deserves a, another big win like this. And, um, yeah, I look, I, he's, if you want to bet him, I think he'll be every bit of six to one. And I, I think from a betting standpoint, he does make sense. The price is going to be there on him. All right. So let me ask the, 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 uh, the aged old question. What's, uh, <laughs> You know, we don't have Cody's wish in here, which is obviously we at this point still we don't know, but we think that the plan for Cody's wish would be Whitney into the classic at some kind of a flight line ish um, path in, t- in terms of going from the mile to the stretching out and trying to get to the classic. Um, so assume that he's the leader of the classic division. And I don't know, do you assume that right now? Oh, yeah, I, I do. I do. And, and I think. You know, pedigree wise, mile and eighth should be fine. But yeah, I, I think he's the leader in the clubhouse. So past that, here here we are. And again, Tabo, I'm with you. It's like until till proven otherwise, he's just kind of off the table. Um, you know, what if 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 it's either one of the four or the five, I mean, frankly, you can make a case for all of them as far as West Will Power, but if if you see a wow performance, a smile happy does another Al Sheba, are you like, oh, like maybe maybe the, this is a horse that could make some noise in the clock. Like if, if Cody's wish doesn't either a make it there or B doesn't want, you know, go the mile and a quarter. Could one of these horses in out of this race be the horse that you look at, you know, we head to the breeders cup classic. Yes, I think so. I, I think it's that. If look, it's not, I mean, who else are you looking at? You know, like that's the other thing. That's just it. I mean, it, it, we don't know who these three-year-olds are yet as far as who are the, how are they going to do facing olders. I mean, they're going to play a factor in it. But as far as the older horses we have right now, if a couple of them run big here, yeah, absolutely. They're going to be they're going to be involved uh, and, and they're going to be horses we're going to take serious. So, sure. And I think, yeah, you know, Smile Happy repeats that kind of effort he's probably going to be like number two on the list where some of the other ones, I mean, rattle and roll could move up as well. You know, some of the other ones we kind of know they're a little bit hit and miss. So, you know, I don't know how high we'll rank them, but yeah, some of these horses are going to be serious, uh, classic, you know, threats. Uh, it just depends on how they kind of run in here. Cause like I said, it could be four or five different ones that win, or it could be a dominant smile happy that wins too. You know, you just don't know. I mean, really, any of these horses that are, I mean, you got to you gotta think Proxy, still, even 
no matter what happens, really, unless they, I mean, something were to go wrong, it's Proxy, Stiletto Boy, it's McPeak. So you got to probably think both those horses, West Willpower, we know Last Samurai. I mean, there's a, there's a, like five horses in this race easily that probably will be in the classic, yep. regardless, right? Yep. Yep. Because where else would that, it's the way that there will be the way that be Lucas or McPeak and some of these, you know, Proxy, these guys, like these horses, they're going to, that's where they're going to point, regardless of if they run well here or not. Hundred percent, yeah, and that's the other thing. I mean, if you've got a horse uh, that's 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 decent this year, uh, you don't have a ton of horses you're scared of. I mean, Cody's wish is pretty scary, but you just don't you don't know. It's not flight line, right? Like you don't know right. how he's going to go mile and eighth and all this stuff. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I would say that the top three or four horses could could end up in the classic out of this. So, um, it's it's. It doesn't have like the oh my gosh type of name to it, um, you know, like a like a Maxfield when he ran in this or or whoever or Olympiad you put him in that, but it does have a lot of horses that are going to be there one way or the other. I mean, that's the thing. Like Ron says, like the older and younger horses keep taking turns beating each other. The classic would be a very good betting race if Cody's wish doesn't stretch out. It'd be a good betting race. It'd be a bad race just in terms of. What's probably going to happen is we'll be, you know, Taba like all of a sudden figure, you know, he becomes like, you know, goes out out west, you know, back home and then just runs off the screen. Who after he's been, you know, he'll have him run in like the, you know, something late Pacific Classic or something, and then go straight from there to the, just straight there and dominate the classic. So I, I don't know that he's very good. I don't either. I don't think completely honest. I, he may not be that that good, honestly. There's, I mean, he's obviously got some major issues. If he, I mean, yeah, he's like MIA. So, um, yeah, maybe it's Arabian Night or Arabian Lion, one of the Arabians, maybe one it's, of those horses. It's a situation where a three year old can catch fire and do it, right? Because it, it's, I mean, Cody's wish aside, we don't know what he's going to do stretching out. If he's, if he's just as good stretching out, maybe not as much. But if a three year old really catches fire, that means they're developing, right? And they develop and they develop and then boom, they pop. That's kind of what the type of three-year-old that wins the class. I think of it arrogant. That's an extreme example, but like Arabian night, if he goes bam, 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 rattles off three, three stakes, it's like, well, all of a sudden he's looking a hell of a lot better than eight or nine of the older horses. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like I, I always think of arrogant too, even though, like you said, that's extreme example, but is there a horse that could, could pop could get going late in this and and all of a sudden be like well i mean and especially if cody's wish isn't doesn't do what we you know like he doesn't look as good or whatever it's like well are you gonna go with say mcpeak or with proxy or something or are you gonna go with this three-year-old that looks like he might be figuring it out you know and I would be hard. It'd be hard pressed. You know, earlier in the year, I said, this feels like a year that the three-year-old could win the classic just because, and of course that was when it felt like we had a lot of good ones, but <laughs> they just kind of, you know, <laughs> just went away. Um, but the point kind of still stands. And I think more, more so because of the older division, just being other than Cody's wish is just where, where do you go? Um, yeah, Archangelo, I guess. We'll see what he does or what he's about. I mean, he's got to kind of approve it after, can, is he the Belmont horse or is he kind of 
average. Um, we'll see in his next uh, when he makes another start. But yeah, I mean, it, it definitely feels like not just from the three-year-old division, but the olders. Uh, we got a lot of figuring out to do this summer, and it starts here. You guys heard it here first. You've got a McPeak exacta <laughs> on blinkers off. And it's not a McPeak exacta like 10 to 1 and 8 to 1. No, these are your two top choices to win the Stephen Foster. Hell is officially frozen over. <laughs> Those are our picks for, for the Stephen Foster on Saturday. <laughs> We're going to be so mad when Wes Willpower wins that race. <laughs> I know, dude. I know. I to- that's that's the horse, right? He looks like a freak. The horse that we bet two hundred dollars on the nose last time, and he's gonna just the whole, you know, like the same time of the race when he just was backing up and smile happy was going right by him. That's yeah. when he's just gonna zip on, and keep going. We're gonna say, really? That's where was that? It, it's it it will be so infuriating, <laughs> and it's almost like I know that's what's gonna happen. I know. It's like when you, when you, if you're ever against a horse or you don't have a horse in your pick five or whatever, it's always that horse that beats you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the I, the only good thing is I will have that horse in the pick five. So, um, well, then, but, then he won't win. Well, I know, but I'm saying if, if he was to win, he's not going to, he's going to knock me out of a win wager, you know, he's wasting, but he's not going to win. He's wasting money on if you use them and if you don't use them, he'll cost you money. That's just, he's well, that kind of horse. So yeah, if, if we're, if I'm alive, he will lose, right. It lose like by a nose, but if I'm not alive, then he'll win by like eight. So it won't matter. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I really like, I love that horse. I thought like, yeah. that's the thing too. It's not like I have never liked him. Like I thought he might be like the classic type horse. Yep. Prior, going into the, you know, into the Al Sheba. And then he did that. And I was like, Oh, he, maybe he's not. Cause yep. it wasn't like he had no excuses in that race, you know, whatsoever. No, and you know everybody thought that from a training standpoint, a uh, connection standpoint, I should say, everybody thought he was really going to roll. So, um, yeah, it is what it is. It happens. All right, time for rapid fire, presented by Racing Dudes Best Bets. Go over to RacingDudes.com right now and check out the best new Best Bets page on the main menu. You can just click there. There's a couple options, and you can see everybody, not just myself and Halterman, but everybody on the team at RacingDudes.com. See what the best bets are. And it's not just uh, horse racing. Obviously, that's going to get bigger as we get into the summer racing. But right now, we've got everything from, uh, well, right now, it's mostly baseball. But, you know, we got a little CFL action from Magic uh, Halterman. You've got, holy cow, how many baseball plays do you have today? Uh, I've got I've got nine plays today, and we are off to a great start. Pittsburgh Pirates plus 170 just closed out, just came home. So the Pirates win kick us off with a plus 170 uh, bet there they were down four to nothing came back to win five to four so excited about that hopefully the luck keeps rolling in on these next eight games that i've got going today your dad is on fire as well has yes. been winning baseball games left and right so you know if you want to follow any of these guys myself included um if you want baseball plays halterman is your guy because he plays 42 a night um i typically play only one or two maybe a parlay or two and then on the weekends friday through sunday i I play a lot more and of course horse racing i I focus a lot on that as well so 
really if it's everyone asks us hey who do you like you know you guys give us a lot of picks who do you guys really like who are you playing well there you go it's it's, uh not only that but it shows our our results our tracks our everything our profits uh, our win-loss records you have leaderboards to see how we're doing in particular sports um it really is the future of the site so make sure you go to racingdudes.com and check out the best bets page before you make another Wager, all right, let's uh, stay here at Ellis Park. Let's go back a few races. Race eight, the Floor de Lise. It's a grade two worth 400K for Phillies and Mares, four-year-olds and up, going one and one-eighth miles. Uh, didn't this used to be, this used to be uh, the staff winning your end, didn't it? It did, yeah. Um, not anymore, but you gotta assume there's a few of these that will end up in the in the uh, Breeders' Cup as well. Field of eight shows up here, another field of eight. Eight to five on the sixth, Amo Ray. For Brad Cox, can this horse um, rebound here? And then you've got Pauline's Pearl at three to one. I wouldn't bet that with your money. Five to one on Bella Moore, six to one on Moon Swag. Uh, those are really your top choices here. But do you like Amore at eight to five? Uh, I don't like eight to five, but I do think she's the best horse. So I did go number six, Amore on top. I mean, I just think she's a little bit better than these horses. I think she can outclass this group. I, I thought about the seven for a minute. Couldn't quite pull the trigger. Thought about the one. I just I, I just kept going back to the six. So I'm going to take a Moray, the six horse in the Fleur de Lis. I, I hope that I don't get, and, and I am probably am going to get burned, but I hope that the last two races from these two, you know, West Wheel Power we talked about and then a Moray this time, these last races of theirs don't deter me so much that i'm off of them you know two horses that i was on big time going into those races i just you know i get that she was beat by played hard secret oath search results i mean obviously a very good uh three horses there but didn't run particularly great flattened out late in the race as well amore did um i'm not totally convinced that the mile and eighth is going to benefit her a ton you know so i'm just a little bit uh iffy on on Amo Ray at eight to five so I, but i get also why you would pick her because there's not a, just it's not a lot of options i ended up going with the one at five to one bella moore you know going back to the dirt i think will help this is a horse that's kind of been all over the place um synthetics and ran a lot ran a lot on turf but uh in the last uh let's see four starts has ran on dirt twice uh, one, uh, around second, I'm sorry, in both those races, two played hard and a dare manner um, on dirt. So this is a horse that obviously handles the dirt okay and also runs like has has the class ability, has, you know, runs in stakes races, even though it's on so a lot of them are on the turf. I do think this horse can handle the distance just fine and the dirt we know she likes. So in my, in here, what I, what I think if, 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 if Amore, if Amore runs well, like I don't think she can beat Amore, but I'm hoping or I'm banking on the fact that I think Amore may not run particularly great again. And then I think Belmore is classy enough and steady enough to where she can get the job done. So I got number one, Belmore, but I have, will be using Amore because I'm not going to let her beat me um, after jumping ship. All right, let's go to the next race, the wise Dan Stakes. This is race number. What race is that? Race number nine. Uh, the Wise Dan Grade Two, worth 400k for four-year-olds and up, going 116 miles on the turf. Field of ten, headlined by another Brad Cox horse. Four to five, 
set piece at four to five halter and where are you going here is brad cox gonna just rattle off uh, pick three here with all these horses well i i get why set piece should be four to five uh and we'll probably be pretty tough in here but you know this horse has lost a lot of races too where he was a short price so uh i i, I did kind of go back to set piece a little bit as far as playing them in the pick fours and fives last time out I'll do the same again. I will use set piece in here, but I'm going to go with, I can't believe this. I'm going to go with another Kenny McPeak course here. I'm going number three, Camp Hope <laughs> on top in this spot. Uh, coming off an allowance win at a mile, look pretty sharp. This kind of feels like a horse that's kind of on the upswing for Kenny McPeak. Ran a very big race over that Churchill Downs turf course. I think he shows up with a good race here. I think there's a ton of speed. I think he comes close and late with a shot. I know it kind of sets up for the eight that well too, or that way too, but give me the three camp hope at five to one. I'm going to take a little bit of a shot in here. You're going for the McPeak double. I mean, <laughs> I guess what, so. could, what could go wrong? Um, a lot is the answer. Uh, I'm with you set piece. I, I, I did like, I did pick set piece last time. Cause I wasn't as much of a hater as you were. I, I just can't place that piece at four to five. I, you know, this is a horse that's won once in the last five starts um, or four starts. I'm sorry, but still it's like, I, it, this horse says, does a lot of like, here he comes. And you know, it's like, he's too far back or whatever. Like he just doesn't get the job done. So I'll, I'll kind of take the wait and see on him. I know I wouldn't be against using him in your, uh, you're gonna have to go against somebody you know it's in yeah. the sequence that's the thing like you say well i'd use them just to protect myself but if it goes amore and then it goes this horse and then the next race it goes like the mcpeak horse or whatever you're like well great that's that's super chalky so um you gotta go against somebody the horse i'm gonna go with is number four get smoking this is a horse that beat or got beat i'm sorry by set piece last time out in that arlington but you know, it seems like a horse that is running, at least is shown to be capable of running big time races going uh, this long, going mile 16th. It's kind of consistently gotten, you know, four starts at this distance, one win, three seconds. So likes to get second, get, you know, get tired, pass late. But I just think that this is a horse that is going to get brave. And I, I looked at this, there was a lot of pace, but I just think this horse might be the pace of the pace. And if this horse gets brave out there and they, some of these horses aren't quite good enough to come get them, I think this horse could have a big chance to win here. So I like number four, get smoking, take another kind of a, another shot with him. The fact that Cassie is bringing this horse back at this distance tells me um, he's not afraid to do it once more. So give me number four, get smoking uh, this time to hold off set piece or anyone else that uh, comes running late. I, you made me think of something as you were talking because we were talking, I think it was two weeks ago about how, you know, different situations allow for different bets, you know, because we talked a lot about how Twitter was getting all over you because you made a straight pick three wager for a decent amount of money on three favorites. People are like, oh God, what an idiot. Well, this is what <laughs> we're talking about because you just rattled off. You could play a straight pick three with uh, Caravel, Cody's Wish and up to the mark. Okay like you did or you could play a straight pick three with set piece and uh smile happy and who was the other one uh amore mm -hmm. that's what we're talking about that he like people on twitter assume if you post a bet then that's just what you do every time well that would be insane if you bet a straight pick three with those three horses i just listed 
And that, that that was the whole point, right? We you look at the sequence and then you make your decisions. You're not making that decision with those horses. That's yeah, that is a really good way to put it. Because you look at those three horses, something one of these is not the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By a large margin. <laughs> Cody's Wish, the best horse in the country. Yeah. Up to the mark, the best turf horse in the country. And Caravelle, maybe the second best turf horse in the country. Well, and the best turf sprinter in the country. No doubt. Yeah. And and versus Amo Ray, who didn't win last time. Um, he didn't just an McPeak horse. And uh set piece. Yeah. It's like, come on. So it's just like, yeah, that's a great way to put it. You don't have to play everything the same. And by the way, I got like 20 to one or 24 to one or 25 to one yeah. on that pick three. And that's probably what you would get on that one that you just mentioned. And again, and it, it, it's, it's so many people think you just have to do the same thing. Same thing. Well, that's what you do every time, obviously, because you have to do the same thing. Th that's there's handicapping and then there's, there, there's wagering and, and they're two different things. And, and you make decisions like if you say you have those three horses on top say like they just fall out to be your top horses you still don't look at that and go well i'm playing that straight for a hundred never yep. right so that's anyway that just made me think of that so i do ahead. think uh chris i do think there is even though i picked them to win like yeah i don't hate the idea of playing like you know like i you know if you whoever you like going on top and keen the four and second you know like i like to play especially with horses like him where it's like i think he's gonna run well i think he's gonna get caught late kind of thing so i think he's gonna hold second but who is it gonna beat him so you could play i mean set piece over him isn't super sexy but i mean if you wanted to i guess but you know to me it'd be like play you know the halterman's horse and maybe play like i don't know the the play action pass horse was the horse that i looked at for a little while Maybe yeah. get some value there. If you do one of those to get up and nail the four on top, then you can talk about a juicy, juicy exacta. Yep. Yep. You could even play, you could play the eight over the four. And I mean, it would still pay okay. So, um, but yeah, that the idea of keying a horse, like get smoking, get smoking is a good horse to key, not only because he likes to get second, but the way he likes to get second. It's not a horse that comes right. running late or something like he's, he's going to be there. You know, it's just a matter of who's going to pass them late. Yep, 100%. All right, let's go to Belmont Park uh, for a couple here. And the Dwyer Stakes, race six, grade three, 200K for three-year-olds uh, going one mile. Field of six lines up here. Eight to five favorite. Fort Bragg back with Baffert. We thought he'd be back in the Woody, but take, uh, had to scratch out of that. Stayed at Belmont Park, so that's good. And... Uh, going to be back with Baffert here at eight to five, two to one on Saudi crown for Brad Cox. This is a two, uh, an up and coming three-year-old only has made two starts. Um, kind of working the ranks up there, but man has looked really good in those starts. So the question becomes, do you take Brad Cox with the new shooter, so to speak, or Fort Bragg back with Baffert? Does it kind of feel a little bit like uh, Bishop's Bay versus two fills to you? From last week a little bit mm -hmm. where you got the cox horse and he's kind of the up-and-comer he's looked really good but 
you know, there's an, this experienced horse that's looked really good too. And is probably just going to have the experience and beat him. That's what it felt like to me. I went number five, Fort Bragg on top. Uh, I, I just feel like, yeah, he, he's got a little bit of an experience edge. If, if it kind of, you know, I think if it gets close, I think the five is able to kind of outclass him. Uh, that's not to say that Saudi crown can't win. Um, I haven't looked at the sequence as a whole, so I, I don't know what I'll do yet as far as pick fives go, but I think on top, Fort Bragg is the one to beat in this one. Um, I, I think you'll outclass Saudi Crown a little bit in this spot. Yeah, it, it, the more I looked at, I looked at like every race from both Fort Bragg. What do you guys think? Should we open up the new bag of Ooh. Cool Ranch Doritos? Uh, and it's it's. Let's see what the people say. Well, we've how how long of the show do we have left, and how many could be on the floor when you're done? Well, that's true, and it's like um, uh, it's unsupervised, you know. So he's gonna be. Are you gonna make a mess? Do we eat the whole bag? Do you think they'll eat the whole bag? Yep. I oh, could eat the whole bag. You're being good. Well, they have been good. That smells like poop. Okay, well, everyone says to pick to let you open these. <laughs> oh god. So appreciate it, guys. Yeah, this is uh this is a good flavor, Shoddy. Here you go. It is a very hey. good flavor. He also said his brother's hand smells like poop, so that's good. Oh <laughs> that's a whole nother problem. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him to keep his hand out of those, please. Good okay. idea. Tell him to wash his hand. <laughs> oh my gosh this kid cooper would you rather have those chips or chicken nuggets for the rest of your life chips there you go huh. i think i would too i'm a chips guy that's like i'd rather have chips than like candy i agree i love I agree. chips um by the way, we should bitch congrats. I had I had no idea, Christopher. So that's that's yeah, congratulations on Man, that. nice great. dude. Congrats. Jack, I mean you gotta bet. That, that's a that's a yes. that's a slim special. It, slim is so like when he has a horse that's named after so and so, blah he bets it. So that's a yep. you gotta bet the horse. So Yeah, for sure. Um that's just good parenting. But, yeah, Chris, you know, you're I don't know if this is your first or if you but if you need any parenting advice, just let me know. I, I obvi I've obviously got it figured out. One kid's hand smells like poop. The other one's open to a full bag of Doritos. You know they're both going to eat out of that bag. So if if there is something on his hand, he's going like, to put it in his mouth. Look at the chip. Like that look like poop to you? Yeah. I found. I let me tell you the, the secret to parenting. I the other day I was cleaning uh, uh, cleaning uh, the house and. I found it on. It's like the places I find crap is I found it on the on the handrail down going down the stairs. Ugh. It's like where do you? How do you? I couldn't even dream up that that's possible. That's... But when you have boys, it that you just you assume that poop can end up anywhere. And it that's does. that's wild. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> And he's right behind. You can't see him, but he's literally right behind me because he said he didn't want to go in there and have his brother stick his hand in the chips. So. Well, okay, no, that's smart, though. I yeah. give him credit for that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's thinking about it. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's back to back to racing. Okay. I looked at this race for a long time. I looked at every 
replay from Saudi Crown and Fort Bragg. And because I just think it's one, it's it's got to be one of those two. And two, like Saudi Crown is a very interesting horse. You know, had, had ran at Keeneland. Looked, I thought the Keeneland race was way good. Um, the Churchill Downs race was bet was okay, but it wasn't as good. I didn't think. Um, showed a little bit of different dimension going straight to the lead. I think this is a horse that Steele's got to have some figuring out to do. Um, obviously hasn't faced anything quite like this. Uh, he's going to be facing here, particularly Fort Bragg. You know, I think you were too. I think a lot of us were picking Fort Bragg to win the Woody, weren't we? I mean, I know I was, um, but I yes. think a lot of us had Fort Bragg. I did, yes. To, to well. pick until he scratched. And so to me, it's like, he shows back up here. You know, there, here's a case of a horse halterman that was off for a week or two, and now he's, you know, like, not obviously not an issue, whereas a lot of these horses we don't see for, we talked about earlier with, like, Go Rocket Ride and, and uh, Practical Move. He's back. He's been st he's stayed at Belmont Park. He's been working at Belmont Park. I think that's a great sign. So um, I'm with you. I like Fort Bragg here. I think he's going to outclass him more than anything else do you think that johnny v getting getting the mount here is going to change any of the the style of the horse do you think this is a horse that could end up on the lead perhaps maybe um in a six horse field for sure i'd, I'd say that's a possibility but i i don't know if it'll change all that much I mean, he's pretty speedy anyway so uh, I, I think he can kind of, if, if Saudi Crown goes out there, he can kind of sit off of him. And if nobody goes out there, I think he can take the lead if, if it's kind of given to him. So he'll just kind of play that by ear. I, I don't think it'll be a big deal that he's on one way or another. All right, let's go to the next race here. Last race here, then race nine, the John A. Naroot stakes grade two. We're 250K for four-year-olds and up going seven furlongs. Uh, field of seven lines up here. It's maybe not the, this is easily the worst bunch that we've talked about so far in the, in these races here the five races we've talked about Candyman rocket is your favorite at two to one so you know seven to two on waiver now with todd pletcher that's what that was interesting three to one on little vic thoughts on this race not the strongest john a Nerud. no it's definitely not you know Candyman rocket's running exceptionally well right now I, I i get it he's probably the one to beat he's a nice favorite here I've always liked Wayburn, the three horse, and he's always been real hit or miss. When he runs well, he's tough. Now we're with Pletcher. That's enough for me to give him a shot here. And I also think he really likes this distance. So with the distance seven furlong, now we're with Pletcher. Always kind of liked him anyway. I've had some nice scores with him in the past. I think he's going to run an improved race here today. I like number three, Wayburn, in this spot as a little bit of a, not, I mean, not a long shot by any stretch, but a little bit of an upset here if he stays at seven to two. Yeah. And it, it, not to say that he's had bad trainers, really, because, you know, Jerkins and Walsh, yeah. and, but it's like, it's weird to me that, like, he's finally with Pletcher. Not to say that he was going to be all along, but my point is, like, Four, he's had four wins and 16 starts, and three of those four wins came at this distance, seven furlongs. And it's, it seems like it's taken us this long to kind of hone him in at this distance, and I don't know why, really. And so it's nice to see Todd Fletcher now training the horse. And really, you know, you look at the Westchester, and it's easy to you look at the lines and say, well, that wasn't very good. And it, granted, it wasn't amazing, but he did get a big number. You go back and watch the race, Repo Rocks, Repo juiced at the you know in that race yeah. like he just so and and Zandon beating them sucks but they were right I mean they were they finished 
two, three by nose. So it was just right there. It was like, so my point to that is the running line looks worse than I think it really was because Repo Rocks did what he did. So um, this, I thought, you know, I picked him that day in the um, Shackleton. Like he looked awesome. Dean delivers, um, came back to win nicely. The, the horse that he beat that day, collaborate. He beat collaborate three back. White Barrio beat him, but collaborate came back to win. Uh, out of that race so i do just think that he's running against better horses now he's with fletcher he likes this distance i'm with you i'm hoping we get anywhere in the ballpark of seven to two because of Candyman rocket being in the race i you know a lot of times this is a race that we see for for sprinters moving forward but i just i don't know that i mean i guess maybe wayburn could figure his way in or and Candyman rocket could figure one of those two could figure their way into the to the sprint but do you take anything out of this race moving forward you think the sprint's pretty light once you get past uh once you get past elite power right and so yes because of that uh, i don't think any of them are world beaters by any stretch of the imagination but because of you know it's kind of a light race i do think we might be able to see something come out of this We've had some good ones like life is good obviously ran in this last year yeah um uh, mind control promises fulfilled uh I'm trying to see if there's any other limousine liberal uh, mind your biscuits oh, um won this race uh, a couple years ago so it's obviously been a pretty decent race uh, as far as the sprinters go um life is good obviously headlined that last year what okay i'll make sure cohen doesn't get in here um, he's still worried he's protecting the chips. Uh, but I'm with you. I got number, uh, uh, number, what number is Wayburn? Number two, three, three Wayburn. <laughs> yes, Jesse. Anything is possible with boys. It's, <laughs> it's just, you gotta, a lesson I learned cause I'm, I'm, I'm a neat freak and I run a pretty tight ship here and, and, uh, but the one thing I've learned over the years of being a dad um, especially being a single dad is like, you just have to kind of let it go. You have to let it happen <laughs> to an extent. Right. But you have to kind of let them be boys. And then you, you can't, you can't, you got to keep it wrangled a little bit and then you clean it up later. You know, I used to be like, I remember when I very first had kids, like, you know, it'd be like, they got a mess out and then this mess is getting cleaned up while that mess is coming out. You know, you're constantly, and you're like, dude, I'm gonna wear myself out doing this. This is insane because it's just you feel like it's just you know like you're vacuuming and behind you there's someone eating chips, you know. <laughs> so it's like you might as well just wait. Right. <laughs> that makes sense. All right, it's all the time we have. Check us out at RacingDudes.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our products page. Click the Get Racing News Premium button at the menu at RacingDudes.com to learn more. Remember, go check out that Best Bets page. Follow along with myself, with Halterman, Magic, all the te- everyone on the team at RacingDudes.com. Um, you can get, you can just buy their picks uh, and get you know, if, if you look at Halterman today, the ultimate value in picks, you got how many baseball games you got left? Eight, baseball got eight games? left. Uh, let's see. There are three in play right now. So there's five that haven't started yet. And like I said, we did get the pirates home. Uh, we're trying to get a couple more home, but it's still early. And, uh, the other ones we've got that. Uh, remember uh, racing dudes is on Twitter at racing and uh, racing underscore dudes, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find all episodes of bleakers off by visiting our podcast page, Apple podcast, Spotify, Google podcasts, uh, all the places you listen to a podcast. We are on there as well as the magic mag show and due to bet sports. Those are both coming up here later today, 4 PM central. The magic Mike show will be doing, 
the Woodbine. Did you read that correctly? The Woodbine Saturday late pick five for all you Woodbiners. And Dude's You Bet Daily will be on at 6 p.m. Central Time. Halterman and his dad talking about the Belmont. There you go. Saturday late pick five. So you're getting a couple pick fives there on the later shows. Of course, we talked about some Ellis Park, a lot of that pick five, the late pick five there, as well as some of the Wood or some of the Belmont. Um, so you're getting a ton of picks coming up later today. Um, what was I going to, I was going to say something. What was I going to say? Oh, I saw this comment. Um, wait till they go to sleep. That's the problem shot. I do. I mean, I have to do that a lot of times, but a lot of times I fall asleep too. <laughs> you're so worn out through the day. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've woken up like at four in the morning. I'm like in their bed still, you know, in the, cooper's bed i'm just like at that point you're just like oh well i'll just i'll do it tomorrow yeah <laughs> there's you, always tomorrow <laughs> yeah you're always as long as the house doesn't get there's other times though where there was one a couple weeks ago where cohen woke up in the middle of the night puking which is it's happened Ooh. obviously if you have kids it's gonna happen yeah and i was still up and, I, and they were in my bed mind you because i let him sleep in my bed and it was one of those scenes where it was just like i don't even know where to start with this <laughs> like do you burn it down do you get the kids out and just burn the house down do you start over it was just like puke was everywhere it was all over the bed it was all over the floors it was like it was sprayed and middle of the night you know you got the kids asleep in there it was awful there's mo- there's times like that where you do wish you had the ability to start over or yeah shoddy you have no idea like you have no idea cooper's sound asleep there's like puke like right next to his head from from cohen and like i pulled cooper out it was bad it was like you know i had to hose cohen down in the shower get him back in his bed wash the sheets and you can't you can't just leave the puke you gotta walk you know you gotta clean everything because it's middle of the night it's fun times it's fun times doesn't sound that fun. Don't you wish you had kids, Halterman? No. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what are you guys talking about? I'll do I thought you guys are we gonna are you guys doing aliens and ghosts or what's the deal? No, no aliens ghosts. We're waiting for you on that one. We're we're doing Belmont pick five. We're uh okay. if Magic Mike said we're doing Woodbine, I was like, Well, great, we'll cover the pick five of Belmont. You know, so yeah, thanks for giving that give that one to us. Appreciate it. I, I mean, yeah, thanks for the great content that we usually just give to the magic Mike show. So, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll take it. But yeah, uh, meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, shoddy, it's like, you know, you flash to Jared and he's like, you know, the sirens are going off and, and yeah. I got puke all over me and I'm crying, you know, like, you know, and, and you look over to, to Halterman and he's, he's rolled over in the middle of the bed, you know, and he's, <laughs> It's like, oh, and he maybe like goes and lets the cat out for a second. And nope, she doesn't go outside. Pets the cat. And, there you go, pet the cat, yeah. And then goes back to sleep, and you hear the peaceful <laughs> music. So, um, <laughs> no, next week for sure, 100%. I know my schedule. Next week, I will be, we'll do it. We'll do ghosts and aliens on due to bed sports. Can't do it next week. Why? Iowa Festival of Racing next week. Oh, we can talk about it for a little while. Okay, fair, good. Point. By the way, just to to pre the prequel pre I don't know what what's the proper word for that. Um, I did have it 
pegged, you know, pegged on here that we, I would mention it. Aliens and ghosts okay. are both 100% real. Okay. Okay. So let's start with, start with that. So that would give people something. I don't have proof of either. A <laughs> <laughs> great start. <laughs> I mean, I don't have like documented physical proof of any of them, but I just believe that they're both. Okay. If Bigfoot, no. No. Um, the Loch Ness Monster, no. No. Um, what do you think? Are, are aliens real? No. He says no. Uh, he's right. What about ghosts? Nope. No ghosts either. He's wrong. <laughs> you want? You have anything else? What about Ninja Turtles? Are they real? No. Not real. He's right. We'll talk yeah. more about it. Well, I mean... I just, I just believe it's been way too many instances of, you've got to admit, there's way too many like un, un, unknown things happening in the air and the world that it's got to be aliens. It doesn't have to be aliens. That's where we disagree. I, what would it be then? I don't know. It could be a lot of things. It's in the sky. You can't see Isn't it. Isn't a UFO an unidentified flying object? It's unidentified. Okay, UFOs, of course. You said aliens. I, I don't think aliens have been here. That's where I'm at with it. Oh, man, I think. There's no there's no secrets anymore. And if somebody saw an alien in their backyard, like that one article you sent, the first thing they would have done is get their phone and take a picture of it. Well, I saw. Uh oh What did you see? It was a snake at Mommy Newhouse. You saw a snake? It was a Mommy snake. Those so are, are real. So are snakes real? They are real. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you know what? I don't think we we didn't play <coughs> Would You Rather with you last week. So let's get a, get someone. One of you guys get a Would You Rather for this kid. Yeah. He's good I, at these games. I forget the question last week. Um. What was it? The shark or the snake? Right. Yeah, the, I don't remember what it was. I don't remember what it was called. Or I don't remember what, what exactly it, it Would you was. rather get bit by a shark That's or get bit by a snake? Yeah. If you had to pick one, would you rather? Um, eat it by a shark. A shark? Shark? That's crazy. Wow. Oh, that's right, because Cohen asked if it was a rattlesnake or not. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, there you go, Shoddy. Would you rather fight a bear in the woods... Oh, yeah. Or sh fight a shark in the ocean. He's terrified of bears, by the way, Shotty. So <laughs> I don't think you're going to get the bear one. Yeah, because I'm not going to get because he's going to eat me. <laughs> I said, I'm not going to get a bear one because he's going to eat me for death. <laughs> he's going to eat you for death. Um, I got nothing. We have a, a thing of woods down yeah. below my house that literally is like yes. a group of like, 20 trees, small trees. If that. And if that. And, and he always asked me, are there bears in these woods? I said, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> don't think so. But uh, No, I think they're snakes. Huh? Oh, snakes. Well, we know they're snakes. We saw a snake out yeah. there one time. but Those are scary. I think he comes out there. Huh? I think he comes out of there. You think he did? Yeah. The yeah. snake did? No, I think that's a rattlesnake. Oh, it's a rattlesnake? And it's, what? it's a, a butt snake. A butt snake? Yep. 
What's the difference between a rattlesnake and a regular snake? I think who whoever wins, a shark or a snake to win on a fight. A shark Ooh. or a snake who would win? On a fight. On a fight? I think a shark wins. I think the shark would just bite him in half. Yeah. Just like, bam, he'd be over. Who gonna win about this? I got one for you. Who would win in a fight, me or Aaron? Um, I think um, both of you. Both of you. It'd be a tie. We'd both, we would both be awful. Neither one of us would do anything. Yeah, that's probably about right. Yeah. You win, you can get all of Cohen money. He wins, he he never got good money. He doesn't get money if he wins, but I get money if I win. Oh, yeah. okay. No, I, no uh, you would, you don't get any money. Uh, he wins, he gets money. Hey, you got to be nice to Halterman. He bought you all those wrestlers. So. That's right. He'll take them away from you. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, any final thoughts, Halterman, before you're back here in a couple hours? I, I think we're good. I think we're good. I, I, I think uh, now I've got to go study for this pick five at Belmont, and uh, hopefully we can hit it. <laughs> this kid's a future politician. <laughs> yeah, he, he likes to uh, – this kid's got more personality than any, anyone I've ever met. It's so funny. Um, cracks me up. He's my he's my joker of the group. So yep. he's uh, he's always good for some commentary. And, yeah, he's, he likes to play – He's like the one that like he gets really like he'll tell on his brother for hitting him or whatever, and then I'll go and get on to Cohen, and then he gets mad at me for getting on to his brother. You know, he likes to play both sides. He's definitely a politician. So, <laughs> uh, yep, I'm done. Tell everyone bye. Yep. By the way, everybody, uh, let's see. Yeah, everyone, have a great fourth. <laughs> yep. Right. This weekend yep. is, uh, or I guess Tuesday is the fourth. So everyone have fun. Shoot off some fireworks, right? <laughs> You're such a dork. <laughs> uh, and everyone, you know, what do you say? Buy some fireworks? Say, go America. <laughs> huh? Buy some butts. Okay, guys. Uh, we're losing them. It's over. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. What's your name? Cooper. Blinkers off. Thanks, everybody, for uh, joining us, and good luck this weekend, and uh, happy 4th of July. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com, as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com, as good as it gets. <laughs> This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes first. stand there owning a fireworks stand and tell me you don't have no whistling bungholes, no spleen splitters, whisker biscuits, honky lighters, hoosker do's, hoosker don'ts, cherry bombs, nips of dazers, with or without the scooter stick, or one single whistling kitty chaser?